It is good to be with you this morning as we again get into our study of now is the judgment of the world, and now shall the prince of this world be cast out. In As we get into this, just something I want to share with you. Uh, if you're looking at these uh, studies, you're enjoying these studies, uh, you can go back or you can go out to Podbean. I have a podcast, Life in Christ Jesus. Podbean.com. It's like a pot of grapes and like a bean. P O D B E A N. So Life in Christ Jesus. Podbean.com. And starting at, you, you can either start at April 5th or April 26th, and you can follow those recordings and you can see or hear you can't see because you won't see me it's just uh, audio files but you can hear up to this point because I, I usually or right now I'm doing two recordings almost uh, every Sunday a recording in the morning and a recording in the afternoon through a zoom meeting and I record both of these in audio files and put them on Podbean and they take this study uh, in a direction of the Lord. So so kind of piece by piece by piece. And if you do that, I, I suggest to you to get your Bible, uh, take some time, and, and search it in the Scripture. See if what I'm sharing with you is true. Uh, that was one of the things Paul uh, said about the Berean church. They were more noble than others because... They search to see if what he was saying is true. Everything you hear, you should be searching the Scripture to see if what's being said is true. And then, and then you have to shift your heart to understand the Scripture by the Spirit, not by our own minds. And so often we try to understand the Scripture by our own minds and it just won't work. So we have to shift in our heart to understand the Scripture by the Spirit of God. And when the Spirit of God begins to speak to us in regards to the Lord Jesus Christ, we have to hear the Spirit of God. It is so easy to get caught up into church doctrine or what I believed or what mom and dad believed or grandma and grandpa believed and want to stay with it. But we have to come to a place where we're willing to lose our lives, lose our beliefs, lose our, our thoughts that God can fill us with His mind. And Apostle Paul writes to the Corinthian church and says, you have the mind of Christ that He may instruct you. He says that He's given us His mind. So we have the mind of Christ to be instructed of the Lord, but we have to allow this mind to be in us. We have to allow it. That's what we have to do. And so by allowing that, we have to put away our own self. And that can be a challenge. Anyway, something I want to uh, speak to you about, um, and I feel like it's, uh, it's really important to what I'm teaching, because what, what I'm teaching, I believe, will deliver your souls. Christ has delivered your souls. But yet, many of us in, in our inner man are not delivered. And, and I want to share something with you. As a young man, 
As a young boy, I started using tobacco at a very young age. Uh, I don't I don't remember now how young that I become addicted to tobacco, uh, but but somewhere 12, 13, 14 years old, I became addicted, and I dipped snuff uh, for years, chewed tobacco, what have you, for years and years, and and I'm not, uh, you know, I don't want you to think I'm saying you're a sinner if you dip tobacco because I don't, or dip snuff or use tobacco, I, I, I don't follow along after that, but it's not, but on the other hand, it's not good for you. So, so for many years, I, I was a tobacco user. And in my early 20s, God miraculously healed me. I mean miraculously. I went from a can or more of Copenhagen snuff a day to delivered. No withdrawals. No, I had that use, uh, uh, what the Nicorette? I, I think I tried that at the time. I'm sure they have better stuff today than Nicorette. But I tried to get off of tobacco myself. But I'm telling you, I I told the Lord one day. I, I believe I was reading the scripture, and the Lord was dealing with my heart, and I was dipping, and uh, I took it out of my mouth and and uh, threw it over into the trash can. And I told the Lord, if you don't want me doing it this anymore, you deliver me. And I'm telling you right then, he did that. And so I believe in the miraculous power of God to deliver you, to deliver you from things, from substance abuse, from whatever kind of substance abuse it may be, I believe in God to deliver you. However, I'm speaking to you even of a greater deliverance, the deliverance of your soul. You can get delivered from a substance like tobacco, or sugar, or cake. And Christians don't want to hear that. There, there are Christians that are addicted to sugar that look hard at other Christians that have problems with tobacco or something else. But you can get delivered from these, and, and you should. God will deliver you, and you should. But there's still a working of the cross that delivers your soul. And to your soul is delivered... You're, you're, you're still going to have problems. So your soul has to be delivered of God. And, and that's what we're talking about in these teachings of the judgment of the world. And, and that's why I said it, it wouldn't be a bad idea if you go back to at least April 26 and you just follow those through the Podbean broadcast. And sit with your word, your Bible, and study it out. It wouldn't be a bad idea at all. And because the Lord will bring your soul, your mind, your inner man, your intellect into rest, into peace, into joy, into righteousness, in the Holy Ghost. And you'll be delivered from the old man. And so many believers are not delivered from the old man. They're battling the old man every day. They're battling and fighting the devil every day. There's this constant thing going on inside of them that Christ actually delivered you from at the cross. But without comprehending that, without understanding that, we just don't walk in it. 
And what the Lord wants us to do is walk in it. So, as I'm talking to you this morning, this is, this is what the mind of the Lord is, is saying in me, is that He wants His people to come out unto Him. And that's what the cross did. It brought us from ourselves to Christ. Brought us from under the dominion of the old man, from the dominion of Satan, from the dominion of the law. You can go on and on. To a place. And it's not just getting free from something. It's where we come to. We have come to the Lord Jesus Christ. So, in John 12, 27, and, and this is an impactful understanding, to understand the judgment of the world, to come to that. See, see, most believers believe the judgment of the world is, is somewhere way out in the future. And, and, you know, I'm not going to debate with you whether there's a future judgment or not. What I want to get in your heart is the judgment of the cross. And, and the three-day journey that's found in the cross, that's called the death, the burial, and the resurrection. It's three days. It may take you a lifetime in the earth to go three days, but God's going to bring you a, on a three-day journey if you allow Him. And that journey is going to be the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you're going to experience that in your heart, in your soul, in your mind. You're going to understand it. And you're going to walk in it in the earth. And that's what God wants you to do, is walk in the reality of what He's done in His Son, in the earth, to be the expression of Christ, of His Son, in the earth. So in John twelve twenty seven, it says, Jesus says, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say, Father, save me from this hour? But for this cause came I to this hour. Father, glorify Thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The people therefore that stood by and heard it said it thundered, and others said an angel spoke to him or spake to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of the world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I... If I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This he said, signifying the death which he should die. So, so the, he was speaking of the cross. That at the cross he was going to bring a judgment of the world. And Apostle Paul understood this, and he writes to the Galatian church from Rome. In, and the fact that he wrote from Rome, there's a good possibility. I won't say this for a fact, because I haven't studied out the period of when Paul wrote the letter to the Galatians. But there's a good possibility Paul was in prison when he wrote this. And in verse 14 of, of Galatians 6, it says, But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified to me. See, this is the judgment of the world. The world is crucified to me, and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature 
We're a new creation. So, so what has to fill our hearts is the world is crucified to us through Christ. And we are crucified to the world that we might live unto a new creation. You are, Paul writes, a new creation created of God in Christ Jesus. When you go to prayer with your Father who's in heaven, your heavenly Father, do you go to prayer and say, Father, I thank you that I am in the new creation? Do you comprehend what He's done? Or do you go to prayer... And I've done this many times, so if you do, there's, you, you know, I'm not trying to bring shame upon you. I've done this myself. Do you go and tell God, oh Lord, all these problems that I'm walking in? Because the reason we're walking in these problems is we don't understand His deliverance. That's why we're walking in. We do not comprehend what He has already done in Christ. And what you are already in, in Christ, we do not comprehend that. So then we walk according to the world, even though we're not of the world. Jesus said we're not, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. How, how that was accomplished was at the cross. He said it. But until the cross happened, what he said wasn't enforced, but when the cross happened and we received him, everything came into force through him. Not through me, it's through the receiving of him. And now in my Christian journey, in my Christian walk, I am understanding him. As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in him. So often we don't understand that we've received the Lord. So how can we walk in Him? You know, we're going to go to Ephesians 2, but this is in my heart to say to you. In, in, we say, the Lord's in my heart, or Jesus is in my heart. And if we've received Him, that's true. But... We don't understand the impact of that statement. The Lord is in my heart. Okay. That's a really good start to understand the Lord is in my heart. But what I say to you is do you understand the Lord that's in your heart? Because if He's in your heart, He's in you in His magnitude. He's in you in His fullness. Doesn't mean you're walking in His fullness, or me either. But it means His complete work that He did at Calvary is already in you for you and me to possess and walk it. That we might express Him. That's why it's in you, so that we might express Him. So in Ephesians 2, the Bible says in Ephesians 2, and you have He quickened, this is the King James Version, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked, according to the course of this world, according to the prince 
of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the, of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved, and have raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding richness of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Amen. So, we have been quickened. That word quickened means made alive. So we have been made alive who were dead. Amen. So we were dead in time past. Now what's interesting is time past happens at the cross. The past time becomes real in us when God brings us in our hearts to see Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's when it becomes real. We see Christ crucified. And, and when we see that, the past time, time past, is taken away. And in time past, we walked according to the course. That word course is the age of this world. And that word world here is the cosmos. challenge with King James is uh, many times they interpret both these words age and cosmos as world. So we walked according to the age of the cosmos, which means the arrangement, the orderly arrangement. And the arrangement it was, it was in was death and sin. And the law that came by Moses showed man that he was exceedingly simple. That his heart was wicked. That's what it showed man. And he had no remedy. But, uh, uh, you know, if he was an Israelite, he had these sacrifices and the offerings. He'd come to God. If he was a Gentile, he didn't even have that. So he had no remedy for the state of his being. But thanks be unto God who hath remedied us in the Lord Jesus Christ that we wouldn't walk according to the prince of the power of the air. We wouldn't still walk there. The reason we do is we don't understand the power of Jesus' death and we don't comprehend that we died to the world when He died to the world. That His judgment to the world was our judgment to the world. That we could walk in newness of life. We don't understand that. So therefore we continue to walk in our souls according to the course of this world. As if we're just sinners saved by grace. So many believers say that. Well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. And I want to say to them, No, you're a new creation. If you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Saying I'm still an old man ain't going to help you, man. 
It's not going to deliver your soul if you still comprehend you're just an old man. In fact, it's going to keep you in a defeated mentality. And you're not defeated because Christ, the conqueror, lives in you. So you're definitely not defeated. You're dwelling in heavenly places, Paul says, in Christ Jesus. Are you to walk around and say, I'm dwelling in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? Is that how you feel? <laughs> That's a question to answer in your own heart. I can't answer that. But you can. You, you know how you feel in the Lord. You know what's real. When I'm talking about feelings, I'm not talking about emotional feelings. I'm talking about what's real in substance in your heart what is real in your mind, what you have comprehended in Christ. That's what I'm talking about. As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in Him. So what's in Christ Jesus the Lord? That's the separation. That's the judgment of the cross. You're not in the world. You're, you're in the world naturally, but you're not of the world. Your substance is not the world. Your substance is Christ. But that's where the that's where the challenges that we don't understand it we don't comprehend him so when i look at this walked according to the course of this world i i was joined to the world in that the prince of the power of the air the the power of the air had dominion in me it's the spirit that now, Paul writes, that now works in the children of disobedience. What's interesting to me, and I'll have to do a, a deeper study of, of this, but I'm going to share something with you. This word children there is actually the word son. Now, now I'm, I'm not a Greek scholar, so I can't tell you that there's not a plurality here or a singleness of this word, but just allow me for a moment the son of disobedience. Well, the son of disobedience was Adam. The prince of the world was Adam. Do you not know that? If you go back and study your Bible, God gave dominion in the earth to Adam. He gave him dominion over the earth. Didn't give him dominion in the heavens. But He gave him dominion in the earth. He was the prince of the earth. And he was also the son of disobedience. So Romans 5 says, what does Romans 5 say? He says, verse 12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. Sound like Ephesians 2, that we walk in death? Who were dead in trespasses and sins wherein we walk? According to the course of this world, so here in Romans 5, by one man's sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. For unto the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there's no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him to come. So, so the carnal mind, death, darkness, reigned in man. Romans 8, 
Verse 3 says, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sent His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. Read that. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And remember, Paul says you have, if you're a believer, you have the mind of Christ. So you have the capacity in you already to be spiritually minded because His mind is in you. But that, but going back here, the carnal mind is death. And then verse 9, or verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither can it be, indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. And you can say, whoa, I've got a flesh body. <laughs> and, and if you're walking around in the earth, in fact, you do. So I would I'd say, whoa, you do. That's true. You have a mortal body. You have a flesh body. A body that you're dwelling in that's flesh. But you're not in the flesh, Paul writes. Somewhere you've got to cross this bridge and agree with the Lord. I'm not in the flesh. I have a flesh body, but I'm not in the flesh. I'm not the old man. I'm not the nature of Adam. I'm not that. I've been crucified to it. So I'm not in the flesh because I've been crucified to the flesh man, the old man, the nature of Adam. That it might be destroyed. <laughs> that I wouldn't serve it. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's not his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, make alive, bring life through your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. So even your mortal body that has practiced sin unto sin will start practicing life unto life as you know Him. That's the truth. So we're going to get more into this body of sin being destroyed as the weeks come. At the cross it was destroyed. That you wouldn't serve it. That you would serve the body of Christ. Now you got an example of this. Apostle Paul didn't change his physical body. When he got saved. Well, he went from serving sin unto sin. In fact, Apostle Paul was having Christians tormented and killed. That same body began to house a man that instead of destroying the church, was declaring the life of Christ in the people. So that body, that physical, natural body Paul had went from serving the old man to serving the body of Christ that he became part of. 
And we as believers, as this works in our heart, or the circumcision of the heart begins to be real in us, the cutting off of the flesh, we will move from serving that old man to serving the body of Christ. That's what we'll move. It'll move in us. There'll be a change in us to not walk according to the course of the world, but walk according to the truth that's in Christ. See, Isaiah 25, the Bible says, in verse 7, And He will destroy this mountain the face of the covering cast over all people, and the veil that is spread over all nations. Remember this one thing I said to you, the carnal mind is death. Carnality is darkness. And God, in, in Isaiah says He's going to destroy this veil that has been put on all people. Over all nations. He will swallow up death, and He calls it death. And that's what Paul calls the carnal mind death. He will swallow up death in victory. And the Lord God will wipe away all tears from all faces and the rebuke of all people shall He take away from all the earth. Glory to God. For the Lord has spoken it. Now, 2 Corinthians 3. Flip over to 2 Corinthians 3. But their minds were blinded. What was blinded? Their minds. For unto this day remains the same veil untaken away of the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. I'm going to tell you something. You can be reading the New Testament Scriptures and in your mind still be under the Old Covenant, reading them in the understanding of the law and not in the understanding of the Spirit. Anyway, their minds were blinded, for in this day remains the same veil and taken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil that is upon their heart, nevertheless, when the heart, when it, the heart, shall turn to the Lord, the veil that was cast upon all people shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that Spirit, more the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So, even though this veil that has been upon our heart is taken away, it is taken away for a purpose that we would behold in our hearts the glory of the Lord, and be changed. Changed from the glory of Adam to the glory of Christ. To the ever-exceeding glory of God. Man, that's quite a change. Ephesians 4, verse 17. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you no longer walk as the Gentiles also walk in the vanity of their mind, the vanity, the darkness of their mind and heart, being darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardening of their heart, who being past feeling gave themselves up to lasciviousness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. 
But you did not so learn Christ as so be that you heard Him and were taught in Him, even as the truth is in Jesus, that you put away as concerning your former manner of life the old man that waxes corrupt after the lust of deceit. You put him away. And you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And put on the new man that after God have been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. Of truth. Wherefore, putting away falsehood, speak ye truth one to it, one with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. So, so we, as a man, and Paul dealt with Christians in one place and told Christians, born again believers, ye are yet carnal. You walk as men. Well, here's what he, what he writes to the Ephesians. says, that you no longer walk as Gentiles or as mankind, as the natural man. In the vanity of their mind. That's darkened. Having no understanding of the truth that's in Christ. That's the vanity of their mind. Many Christians do not have any comprehension of the truth that's in Christ that they've that the old man's been put off, that they can put on the new man, that they can put on what the Lord Jesus is. They don't even understand that. That you can put on the divine nature of God through knowing Him. Not for yourself works. Not by being a little Jesus. There's only one Jesus. Only one Lord Jesus. There may be men in the earth with the name Jesus, Jesus, and so forth, but there's only one Lord Jesus. And He is the only one with this divine, glorious nature that you are transformed into. You can't be transformed by your own works. You're transformed through the knowing of Him. Putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, this is salvation. What I'm talking will deliver your soul. It'll deliver your mind. It'll change you. He will. It ain't an it, it's a he. As we see the Lord Jesus in our hearts and our minds, we'll be transformed into the same image by the Spirit of the Lord. Honey, get a hold of this. He crucified you to the world. And everything that was in it, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, all that the Apostle John speaks of in the world, Jesus crucified you to. That you might live unto God in Him. This is the judgment, folks. And Paul writes that, and I'm going to end right here for this morning. Paul writes that in the book of Corinthians. I don't have the scripture in front of me. But we thus judge that if one died, then all were made dead that they that died with Him would no longer live unto themselves, but unto Him that died and rose from the dead. So when we get free from the world, it's not to please and gratify and have occasions for our flesh. It is to live as the body of the Lord in the earth. And I'm telling you all over the earth, if the church comprehended they were one body, and that was the body of the Lord, all the disputes and the fightings would go away. It would vanish off the earth. 
I ain't telling you we would all agree on every scripture, but we would understand we are one body. And you're talking about power in the earth. And then God could work out the understandings that we have. But you're talking about power in the earth that the church understood, comprehended, we are the Lord's body. That it's not the building on the street, but it's the body of the Lord to express the Lord. Not just to run around and say, I'm the Lord's body, but to give Him. If I'm His body, I need to express Him. If I, I need to be clothed upon in my mind with Him. My understanding needs to walk according to the truth that's in Christ. That I be the expression of Him in the earth. That's, that's the prize, man. That's the goal. That's what we press toward is the high calling of God in Christ Jesus that we might comprehend the length, the depth, the breadth, and the height of Him. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Well, I pray you, like I said, you go back, uh, you can go back to April 5th or April 26th. April 5th kind of had a little uh, piece in there uh, uh, that I did on the Old Testament uh, Passover relating to what we call, many of us call, uh, Easter. And I did two or three uh, teachings on that that's in the pod bean. I can't remember now. So, but you can start April 5th. I was dealing with this great high priest. Or April 26th up to today. And if you go to Podbean, www.lifeinchristjesus.podbean.com you can get every one of these in audio file. I also believe they're all on YouTube in audio file. I'm I'm going to start working with YouTube to try and put some of these up as video, but they're out there. You can write to me. You can write to me through Messenger. You can send me emails a wayne underscore shelton at icloud.com. Anyway, it's a blessing to come to you. And we're going to keep, even after our local fellowship opens up, we're going to keep adding a teaching session on Facebook. That's my goal, is to put a weekly session of uh, somewhere 30 to 40 minutes on Facebook. I appreciate everyone that joins, everyone that listens, and may God just increase you in the knowledge and understanding of the Lord Jesus. God bless and have a fabulous day in Christ. Bye-bye.